Dude, this is awesome. This is so sick. Hey, thanks for coming, guys. I don't know. I'm like, do y'all like Welcome Week? Yeah. Yo, well, I love it. I like get to, I, I think I just like thrive on like meeting new people and I'm like, I could go meet new friends right now. Um, and I just get really excited. Yeah, anyways, thank you, Sean. My name's Charles. Um, thank y'all for coming. I am so happy y'all are here. Did anybody like, have y'all had fun so far this week? Yeah. It's like school started, but it, it's like unofficial. Um, cool. Well, yeah, thanks for coming. Um, I'm going to pray, and then, uh, and then we'll get started, and then we'll, yeah. Jesus, we love you. Thank you for, uh, yeah, thank you for um, everybody here. Thank you for um, just the opportunity to um, speak um, what I think you've told me to tell people here. Um, I pray that you would just open up hearts. Um, yeah, if there's anything like, I don't know, weird or anything like, just kind of like take that away. It doesn't need to be weird. Um, we just, I just pray that people will be open um, to hearing your voice tonight, God. We love you and you never pray. Amen. Yo, this is so, this is so sick. Um, cool. Well, yeah, like Sean mentioned, um, he's from Texas. I'm also from Texas. Okay. And so this is the rule. If you're from Texas, if someone's from Texas and they're not, they don't tell you that in the first couple minutes, they're fake. Like, don't listen to them. That is not true. It has to be like their name. They're from Texas. Then they'll ask your name. Like, it's, it's like, that's the most important thing. So, um, I, I grew up in the Lone Star State. And did anybody else grow up there? You did? That's awesome. No, you didn't. Did you really? Where are you from? Plano? I'm so sorry. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Dallas rivalry. I'm from Mansfield. You're probably sorry, too. (laughs) Um, Okay, cool. So as you grow up in Texas, this is so funny. So Texas history, right? Y'all have West Virginia history. Are you not from West Virginia? Raise your hand. Or Texas. Okay, do y'all have, like, state history classes in school? Dude, that has to be so boring. Like, no other state other than Texas and maybe West Virginia would be actually exciting. Like, I just can't imagine sitting through, like, South Dakota state history. Like, that just sounds miserable. But Texas state history is so, this is how indoctrinated Texans are. You take it twice. You take it in fourth grade and you take it in eighth grade. That's how exciting it is. And it is as exciting as you may think. There's outlaws, there's lawmen, there's guns, there's battles, like all these things. And so I'm not just going to talk about this the rest of the night, but I do want to talk about the Alamo, okay? Growing up, y'all know what you're supposed to do with the Alamo, right? Remember it. That's right. You got to remember the Alamo. I don't know why, but that is the thing. Um, and there's like, this is a picture of the Alamo. Okay, like, that is so epic. Um, and, like, I, this is what I grew up looking at, and we hear these stories like, these people died at the Alamo. This guy, like, didn't even make it to the Alamo, but he wanted to be there. Like, it's all this crazy stuff, right? Like, like I used to think that this was so important that, like, like, Europe helped in this battle, right? Like, I thought, like, countries were sending people and, like, all this stuff, but it really was just, like, a bunch of rebels versus the evil Santa Ana, um, and, yeah, exactly, um, but it was, like, so funny, so, like, growing up, I'm, like, I'm, you know, I'm, like, a little boy in school, I'm, like, dude, when are we gonna learn about the Alamo, this is what I care about, like, this is, I'm so excited about this, and it kind of carried 
all the way until I became a teenager, okay? I become a teenager, and I'm like, I finally get to go to San Antonio, and that's where the Alamo is. I saw someone with the Spurs uh, shirt on earlier. Guess go Spurs, right? You don't claim it anymore? I thought you had a Spurs shirt on. Um, so, yeah, they got the Spurs. San Antonio is like a really cool, it's kind of like the California of Texas. Like, if you go there, it's like really pretty. They have like really good food. All the new stuff kind of comes there. Um, they have the Spurs. They have other things. Um, but they have the Alamo, and that's all I cared about, right? And so I'm, like, so amped. We go downtown, and I'm, I, like, don't care about it. They're like, oh, we're going to go get, like, the original taco. And I'm like, I don't care about that. I want to go see the Alamo. And so we're, like, walking through town, and, and there's, like, all these signs, like, Alamo this, Alamo City, Mission City, like, all this stuff. And it's talk about the Alamo, and I'm like, I am, like, I don't care about Disney World. I care about seeing the Alamo and, like, experiencing what they experienced. And I want to see where we want our independence. You know, like, I am so amped. So we get downtown, and there's, like, skyscrapers everywhere. And, uh, and then we get there, and I, like, walk up to the Alamo. And you can go to the next picture. I think it's, like, yeah, this is, like, huge. Like, like the, look at all those horses. That is an army standing out front of this building, okay? Okay, you can go to the next picture. Like, this is what I see, okay? Yes, laugh all you want. I wasn't laughing. <laughs> I was thoroughly disappointed. I didn't see that guy. That might have made it better. I think he might have been one of the old mountaineers. But, <laughs> like, like, basically, look how little that stupid building is. It's just this dusty... It looks like a concrete building that's fall apart. Like, the building next to it, that's probably some stupid bank. And it's bigger than it. Like, I'm, like, expecting this, like, crazy huge thing, and it's just this dumb imp. I didn't even go in. I was so annoyed. I was like, I don't even care if I could see, if I could see Davy Crockett's body, I wouldn't care. Like, I just want to go away from this stupid place. I was so mad. Have you ever been disappointed before? Like, my disappointments are big, man. Like, I have, like, this vivid, vivid, vivid imagination. Um, and I think that's because a lot of times we get disappointed, not appointed, uh, disappointed because we have, like, this concept in our mind, right? Like, we have a concept, and then reality doesn't, like, quite match up with it, right? You know what I'm talking about? So... We look at this, concept versus reality. Sometimes it's like the Alamo. It's like, oh, man, it's this huge plan. Sometimes it's kind of nice, like, oh, this summer I went, to vac I went on vacation in Massachusetts. Um, no one's from there. And, uh, and I had, like, these really, really, really high hopes. I was like, this place is going to be awesome. And I was like, I got to chill because if it's not as cool as I think it's going to be, then I'm going to be disappointed. But, yo, it was, it was so sick. I had, like, the time of my life. And so sometimes you're like, oh, my expectations were, like, actually lower than reality. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it can be either way. Um, and so I think tonight this is what we're going to talk about, concept versus reality. Um, and this is, like, a lot of ways we tend to think and feel about God, right? We think he's the one who will make our dreams come true and give us the true happiness that we expect. We expect him to give us into the school we want, uh, the job we want, the internship, the family, the house, car, and friends we want. He's supposed to take all away all our fears, all our hurts, all our worries. 
He's supposed to make all the bad things go away. He's supposed to make all the bad people go away. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what we think about God a lot of times. And all these things are what our own concept of God can be, right? But here's the truth I want to, like, I guess relate tonight. Reality can only be discovered, not invented, okay? Reality can only be discovered, not invented, so there's something that's, that's true about reality. There's like a, like a concreteness to it, right? And our concepts of stuff sometimes can be right. Like if you, if you know, if I knew the Alamo was going to be what I called it after, the Alamo, um, I wouldn't have been disappointed. You know what I'm saying? Like I might have actually been like, oh, this isn't as bad as I thought. This isn't as crappy as I thought. Um, but a lot of times like stuff comes up short, right? And this is how like a lot of our experiences with God has gone. You don't have to raise your hand, but you could be, like, inside, like, yeah, I'm that way. Um, I, it was like that for me, okay? My experience with God, when I first came to school, I didn't really care about God at all. I was like, okay, I had a scholastic philosophical approach to, like, the, like the good old boy God of, of, of the South, right? Um, I thought he'd be beneficial for my well-being, get me friends, a job, and a wife, and hopefully get me a ticket out of hell. But I never, like, cared to know him personally, right? Like, I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, God's something. You know what I'm saying? So I came to college thinking that God was real, but I didn't care to know much more than that. It was just kind of like this, like, like, fleeting thought most of the time. Sometimes I'd be like, oh... Like, my main thought was like, okay, as long as I can fly under the radar, I won't make God too mad that he notices me. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I just, it, yeah, he knows me, I'm sure, and he probably loves me because I heard that God loves people. But as long as I don't make him mad, like, I just have to stay in line so I just don't make him too mad to get his attention, right? I didn't want that. You know what I'm saying? So, tonight, this is what I, this is what I learned that was kind of scary. Um, this is what I learned, and this is what I hope. If y'all get anything out of tonight, out of singing, out of talking, out of hanging out, out of whatever, um, this big idea that God is a person, okay? God is a person. God is a person. If you go home and you're thinking, what was he talking about tonight? He was kind of annoying. He kind of had this dumb, raspy voice, like... He's talking about Texas. We hate Texas up here. Um, God is a person. None of that stuff matters, okay? You see what I'm saying? So we're going to look at this, just a couple of verses tonight. In the Bible, um, there's this book kind of towards the middle called Jeremiah. Um, it's Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 23 through 24. Um, and it's up here. If you don't have a Bible, um, ask someone for one. It's a pretty good book. Uh, okay, I'm going to read it. So it says, Am I only a God who is near, declares the Lord, and not a God far off? Can a man hide himself in hiding places so I do not see him, declares the Lord? Do I not, do I not fill the heavens and the earth, declares the Lord? And that's it. Um, like, I used to read this and be like, okay, I don't care about anything. Can man hide himself in hiding places so I don't see him? And I'd be like, oh, God's always mad. i got to stay away from him. Um, but what I think is really cool about this is it says, do I not fill the heavens and the earth, okay? When I talk about concept versus reality, the God we worship, and, and kind of like mentioned here and there already tonight in Chi Alpha, is the God that we can know. He's a person. 
We want to find out what God's really like, not just your idea of God and your idea of God, and let's somehow synthesize them. No, like, if God's a person, just like I can know a friend, it's not my idea of my friend. Y'all see what I'm saying? Like, if, if this is a person to know, then there's reality to it. There's like, yeah, there's like a, a, like a foundation to it. So when I came to, when I came to school, um, like I said, high school didn't care. Even the beginning of college, I didn't really care. But I started hanging out with some of these guys who talked about Jesus and God as if they actually knew him. Actually, it was even more than that. It was as if they had spent time with him earlier that day or whatever. And I was like, what in the world? Like, what are you talking about? And at once, I realized that my concept of God and their concept of God were like completely off. I was like, you aren't what I say. I say I'm a Christian. You must be like something else because this is not adding up. Like what you say about God and what I say about God, why aren't you scared? Like that was like really all I was caring about. And so I slowly realized that what they were talking, like my imagination, my concept of God was much smaller and unable to meet that, like that concept of God was super small. He wasn't able to meet me on a personal level. And when I heard them talk about God, their God was bigger than mine, right? And that sounds like really weird, um, but I think this is important. When we're, when we're seeking God, whether this is like your first time at something like this or your hundredth time, this is the question. What is God like? What is God like? It's like, what is Trey like? If he's my friend, or if you have a friend, you say, what are they like? It's not, who are they to me, Right? It's not who, who do I relate to them like this, right? Like if, if this is a person, that'd be weird to say. It'd be like, oh, hey, what is Charles like to you? It'd be like, well, he's just this way. Like it doesn't even make sense to say that. And so the right question to ask when we're reading or when we're asking questions is what is God like? To put this even more simply, your concept of God, my concept of God, is too small. It's too small. Even if you've walked with God for 100 years, which I doubt anybody has, um, that'd be crazy. Your, God is, your, your concept of God is too small. The moment you think you've got God figured out, you're no longer talking about the God of the Bible. It's just the God of your imagination, okay? So your God is too small. I stole that straight up from this guy called J.B. Phillips. He wrote a book called, want to guess? Hey, you know, you've read it like a thousand times. So it's free online if you want to look it up. But I'm going to quote him here because he says it way better than I do. He says this, many men and women today are living often with inner dissatisfaction. When I'm reading this, like, like think about it. It's not super heavy, but like kind of put yourself in like what he's saying. Many men and women are living today often with inner dissatisfaction, without any faith in God at all. This is not because they are particularly wicked or selfish, or as the old-fashioned would say, godless, but because they have not found with their adult minds a God big enough to account for life, big enough to fit in with the new scientific age, big enough to command their highest admiration and respect, and consequently their willing cooperation. I talk to a lot of people on campus and when I ask them, hey, have you ever been to church? Oh, yeah, when I was a little kid, right? Some of you guys, this might be the first time you've been here since you were a little kid. That's awesome. 
you think, oh, yeah, I've heard of God. He's, he's kind of like a grandpa, right? Too small. Oh, God's like, like I was. I was like, God's pretty scary. I just want to stay out of his way. Too small. You see what I'm saying? Our, our, our ideas of God are too small. And when you come up with your own concepts of God that aren't based in reality and worship that or don't or choose not to worship that or follow that or choose not to follow that, you'll always come up short. Your own concept of God, if it's not based on the person, God, will always leave you disappointed just like the Alamo did for me. See? So, not too much longer. On the flip side... If you come openly, humbly, and honestly to God, actually desiring to know him, not just, oh, I want to know about God, or like what you can get from him, you'll be blown away. You're, you'll realize, like, even if you have a great imagination, I think I have like a really vivid imagination because I have like weird dreams and stuff. They're not like holy or anything. They're just like, oh, I ate <laughs> the mountain layer. So, I don't know, like it's super weird. <laughs> But, like, you're, even if you have, like, a crazy imagination, it's still not going to live up to, like, the person of God. That's crazy. And that's the kind of God that I can get with. If it's like, oh, yeah, this God's just like this guy I met. Like, I don't want to worship him. I don't want to, like, admit that he's actually God. So he's a person. And knowing an, a, a person will always surprise you. This is, uh, this is something I heard a while back, and I really do believe this. We, we in Chi Alpha are trying to know the God of the Word, not just the Word of God, okay? We're trying to know the God of the Word. This is a tool. This is, this is the Bible. I'm trying to pick it up. Not heavy. This is a tool. Just like that verse said, heaven and earth can't contain him. The Bible can't contain God. It's important to know it, but the reason it's important to know is because we can know the God that it's talking about. Does that make sense? Um, one more quote from this, uh, Your God is Too Small, J.B. Phillips. He's just super smart, and I don't want to bore you with my dumb thoughts, so I'm just giving you his. Um, it says, uh, he may seem to some that a great deal of time has spent in clearing the ground, just like I did. Hey, your concept of God is too small. Hey, you got to think bigger, got to think bigger, got to think bigger. But it's absolutely necessary. We shall never want to serve God in our real and secret hearts if... Hear this, if he looms in our subconscious mind, in our, in our concept of him, as an arbitrary dictator or a spoil sport, or as one who takes advantage of his position to make us poor mortals feel guilty and afraid. Does that sound familiar to some of you? Yeah. We have not only to be impressed by the size and unlimited power of God, we have to be worshipped, sorry, we have to be moved to genuine admiration, respect, and affection if we were ever to worship him. So how does this happen? This sounds like really cool. Oh, yeah, God could be bigger than I ever imagined, but, like, how could I ever get to know him? How can I get to know him better? If you know him, how can I get to know him better? So uh, this is just one more quote. It's really short, but I thought it was good. By a guy called J.I. Packer. He says, A little knowledge of God is worth more than a great deal of knowledge about him. <laughs> I really like that. Um, so I was hanging out. Did, did, did anybody come by the booth today on campus? Like, okay, a couple of y'all. Dude, it was so fun at the booth. I love going out there. And me and my friend Andrew were out there. And this guy walks up. Where are you? Andrew, there you are. 
Um, remember this? The guy walks up, and, he, and we had, like, this Chi Alpha sign. You probably saw it outside. And he's like, oh, hey. Like, it was super random. And he was like, hey, I know Carson Wentz. And I was like, okay. Uh, and so I just kind of was like, I don't know what he's talking about. But y'all know who Carson Wentz is like a famous quarterback. He plays for the Eagles. Boo. Exactly. Thank you, Maxwell. So, sorry, I was just disappointed in my team. Um, so Carson Wentz, he's a quarterback. He lives not far from here, probably about six hours. This guy walks up. Oh, no, Carson Wentz. I'm like, okay, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that has to do with me. Andrew goes and talks to him. He's like, oh, I know who Carson Wentz is. Uh, and so he's talking to him, and I was just like, why would he say that? And so he walks away, and Andrew comes up, and I was, and I was thinking, and I was like, Andrew, I believe him. And I don't, know, I, mean, I don't know what they talked about. And I was like, Andrew, I believe him. And he was like, why? And I was said, because I could say I know about Carson Wentz. He plays for the Eagles. That's, he got hurt once. I, that's pretty much all I know about him. I'm a horrible football fan. But I know that he went to um, North Dakota State University, and he was a part of Chi Alpha there. Okay? That's crazy. So this guy knew a really random detailed fact, saw Chi Alpha, and said, I know Carson Wentz. Therefore, he knew him. Prove it? I don't know. But know what I'm trying to say. To know God is more than just to know about him. Okay? To know God is more than just to know about him. We can know about him all we want. It doesn't affect anything. A lot of people know about him. The devil knows about God, right? Like, it doesn't make any difference. But this year... At Chi Alpha, if you're new or if you're not new, we are inviting you to know him more. Not just facts and numbers, but we want you to experience him and understand his heart. We believe that this knowledge of God comes from reading the Bible, comes from prayer, and comes from spending time with other people who know him. The best way to get to, hey, dating tip, if you want to get to know somebody, go hang out with their friends. And then you'll get to be around them, and then you'll get to actually know them. Same thing with God. If you want to know God, go be around his friends. Sounds weird, but it's true. It just works. So this is, I guess, like, I'm almost done, by the way. But this is, I guess, like how you could do it. Three things. Beauty, goodness, and truth. Beauty, goodness, and truth. If you look deeper into any of these things, they almost always will leave you, lead you to Jesus, okay? Almost every time. If you look at beauty and you're standing out and it's like this, you go to the Grand Canyon or even some, like, I don't know, Cooper's Rock, Raven's Rock. Like, some of these places are really beautiful around here. And you're standing there and you're just like in awe. You're like, man, I have so much wonder right now. This is so much bigger than me. That's not like a social construct to make you feel that like deep in your stomach. You know what I'm saying? Like, like there's something more to it that you feel, that you experience as you're like, Learning to, learning to know God. Same with truth. Same with goodness. Real truth. Reality. So we were made to know him. True friendship with God can be attained. Tonight, the band can come up. The idea of God, your idea of God may be right, wrong. It could be off a little bit. It could be completely correct. But either way, what I'm encouraging you all to do is look to Jesus. Okay? Uh, well, I believe in God, but I don't know about Jesus. 
Well, let's look at this. John, um, John 8, 58. Jesus kind of, Jesus is awesome. And uh, he doesn't leave us with much to guess about. <laughs> and that's what I like about him. John 8, 58. 58, that's a lot. Okay, he says this, Verily I tell you, Jesus answered, Before Abraham was born, I am. It sounds really weird. But when God talked to um, Moses, Moses said, What's your name? How can I tell people that you're real? He said, My name is I am that I am. And Moses is like super confused. And he's like, That doesn't even make any sense. But what I think is cool about that name, Jehovah, y'all ever heard that? Yahweh? That's just what that means. I am that I am. That means I am knowable. I am a person. It's not I am whoever you want me to be. I am your concept of me. I am everyone. You know, like, it's not, it's not that. It's I am. I am real. I am a person. I am reality. That's what I think is so cool about that. And so Jesus says, that's who I am. <laughs> and then people tried to kill him. Um, and he ran away. Um... And so, like, yeah, like, Jesus is, we believe Jesus is God, okay? Um, there's no real, like, oh, well, he never said that. He, yeah, he did. He said it there. Um, but what I think is cool is that Jesus said the same thing. I am. I am personal. I am noble. I am a person, right? And, like, what does this have to do with anything? So, we're fixing a worship, um, and I guess, like, what I'm trying to say is, with everything that I learn, and hopefully with everything that you guys are learning about God and like knowing him and knowing him more and trying to change my concepts of him to something that's real, I realized like in myself, like when I got to know who Jesus was and I got to know him, the way that I treated people was different. The way, like when I, when I thought my thoughts changed about God, my thoughts changed about people. I treated them differently. Um, I was more joyful. I didn't have an easy life. I didn't have all these things, but God's bigger than that. You see what I'm saying? Like, he is a person. If I just expect him to be this way, that's unfair. Do y'all see what I'm saying? God wants to know us. Let's get to know him. So what I'm trying to say is, like, G knowing Jesus really will change you. And here's what I think is really cool, is when I got to know Jesus, I started to look more like him, right? Not because, not the other way around. Not like, oh, I have to, I had to act more like Jesus, and then I started to get to know him. It was the other, I, I got to know Jesus, and then I started to look more like him. And then I noticed um, the friends around me started to look more like him. And this is what's really cool. You're like, oh, that's crazy. No, they didn't start to look more like me. They started to look more like Jesus. And that's the beauty of what this is. That's the beauty of doing this with your friends, is that we get to look more like Jesus together, and that doesn't necessarily mean I look like you, you look exactly like me. Does that make sense? Cool. So, yeah, so um, we're going to worship. Um, if you're still like, I don't know, if you still have questions or anything like that, like, like make a point. What is my concept of God? Write it down. You don't have to sing. That's okay. Um, no one's like, Looking around and seeing if you're singing. Like, like take some notes. See what, you're, see what you think God is like. And then, and then ask him what he's actually like. Measure up your thoughts about him 
to, to the actual person. Does that make sense? Cool. Well, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to sing, and then we're going to go downstairs and party. Jesus, we love you. Thank you for, yeah, thank you just for, for revealing yourself to us. Thank you that we can know you. Thank you that you know us. Um, and God, I just pray that you, would, uh, that you would just help us, all of us as a group tonight, um, find out what, what you're like more and, and, become, and become better friends with you, Jesus. Um, in your name I pray, amen.